This is Servant Marcia Carney with Escape to Heaven. Spirit of the Lord is upon me. His anointing is empowering. The kingdom of the Lord is within me. And He's calling Good morning. Oh, we're here. Monday morning, 11.30 a.m., 94.1, wave 94. How do I tell you how happy I am that you're here, that I'm here? In the midst of all the turmoil, I don't know how we managed to actually get here, but we've arrived. You're listening to Servant Marcia from Heaven on Earth Ministries of Jesus Christ. And I dare to say I'm thrilled because in the midst of all the things that I see on the newspaper and the TV and the radio, you know, I question who we are, who you are. Are we the lost or the saved? Is there truly a deliverer? Will we find the way? That's that's the major question. And I mean, who are you putting your trust and your faith in? We're saying we want to escape. I don't blame neither of us. Are we trusting our governments, our families, our neighborhoods? Are we even living in a safe place? And what about our bank accounts? Are we trusting that or our credit score or credit cards or politicians or the wealthy people, the Oprah's, the, you know, the Bill Gates, the Tyler Perry? I mean, who, who are you trusting in? Where can we rely on our own righteousness? Are we really living holy? I don't know. The world is uh, failing right in front of our eyes, literally falling apart. And beginning to seemingly destroy itself. I mean, it seems to despise its own laws and principles. I mean, as Russia marches, it seems like without any mercy uh, against its neighbor, one begins to wonder where are the boundaries of right and wrong, good and evil, sanctified and wicked. So... I, 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 this morning I finally decided, you know, let's go to the word, the word of God, uh, the prophetic book of Isaiah. Maybe there's a path already defined and laid out that can help us understand that escaping to heaven is still a good idea. Heaven does exist. Hell exists. And if you must try to land somewhere, why not land? in a safe and solid foundation, heaven, where the Creator, where Jesus is sitting on the right hand of the Ancient of Days throne. I mean, that's safe. That's final. It's the beginning and the end. So I want to uh, run over to try to figure out why was Jesus born? I mean, maybe His only purpose was primarily 
to be our deliverer. So I go over to Isaiah, the ninth chapter, and as we all know, this is a major prophet, the prophet Isaiah, and go to the sixth verse, it says, For unto us a child is born, and to us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end upon the throne of David and over his kingdom to order it and establish it with judgment and justice from that time forward, even forever. And it is the zeal of the Lord of hosts who will perform this great feat of giving the world a, a real governor, a real king who's uh, just and everlasting, the Prince of Peace. So God himself will perform this feat of providing to the world uh, this great king. Now, pride. We saw pride illustrated in uh, Lucifer before he became Satan and fell to the earth like lightning. But pride is also a part of what we're seeing in our world today. And Israel uh, even experienced that uh, back in the day uh, when Isaiah spoke this word against Jacob. And Jacob means the, un the, the, the uh, unreborn, the old man uh, before Jacob became Israel. So uh, the prophet Isaiah issued this word in verses 8 to 17 of Isaiah, the ninth chapter. And it said that uh, the Lord sent a word against Jacob and it has fallen on Israel. All the people will know Ephraim and the inhabitant of Samaria who say in pride and arrogance of heart. Now, I want you to hear these words because America has also spoken these words. The bricks have fallen down, but we will rebuild with hewn stones. The sycamores are cut down, but we will replace them with cedars. When uh, an entity, a country, a nation, issue those words, the Lord received those words as a sign of rebellion, that uh, that country, that nation feels that they can rebuild themselves. Even though the judgment of the Lord and the warnings of the Lord has come forth, they are ignoring that, looking at their own strengths and abilities and saying, no, we will rebuild. Okay. So therefore, the Lord, when he hear those words, he sets up an adversary against that nation and uh, he lets the enemies come in. And they, that nation, just as Israel, will be devoured with open mouth. That's what the prophet says. For all this, and God's anger is not turned away, but his hand is stretched out still. For why? The people do not turn to him who strikes them, nor do they seek the Lord of hosts. Therefore, the Lord will cut off the head and tail from Israel. Okay? The elder and honorable, 
Uh, he is the head, the prophet who teaches lies. He is the tail. So God himself will come against the head and tail. Okay. For the leaders of this people cause them to err. For those who are led by them are destroyed. Therefore, the Lord will have no joy in their young men, nor have mercy on their fatherless and widows. For everyone is a hypocrite and an evildoer, and every mouth speaks folly. For all this, God's anger is not turned away, but his hand is stretched out still. And I'm just stopping for a whole second saying what are what time period, what age is the world living in? You know, we want the grace of God. We want the mercy of God. We want all of that. Um, but sometimes you have to stop and look at, okay, where are we? And uh, America has issued those words and Israel did too at one time. And when they issued it, it caused the anger of the Lord to come against the nation. And looking at the ferocity in which uh, Russia is advancing, you know, you begin looking at Ukraine and saying, okay, uh, what's that about? So we're just going to read Isaiah and see if we can find our path. Is Will we find the deliverer? Will we find Jesus? I mean, are, are, can we be saved? Okay. For wickedness poured, burns as the fire and wickedness devour briars and thorns and mount up like rising smoke. And, and the wrath of the Lord still is not, is not uh, appeased. Okay. The land is burnt up. The people shall be as fuel and no one spares each other. Everybody snatch on the right and still hunger and devour on the left and not satisfied. Even eat the flesh. Of their own arm. But guess what? God's anger is still not turned away. His hand is stretched out still because of what? Pride. So pride will cost the Lord to not extend the mercy and the grace that we're crying out for, or maybe not crying out for, because we're not even turning to God. Um, what happens to an unrighteous government? Isaiah, the 10th chapter. Woe to those who decree unrighteous decrees, who write misfortune, which they have prescribed to rob the needy of justice, to take what is right from the poor of my people. The widows may be their prey and they, they may rob the fatherless. What will you do in the day of punishment and in the desolation which will come from afar? To whom will you flee for help? Where will you leave your glory? Without me, they shall bow down among the prisoners and they shall fall among the slain. So unrighteous leaders, legislative senators and and House of Representatives, all this kind of stuff, these positions that are supposed to be for the good of the people. If they are unrighteous, listen to what the prophet Isaiah has declared. And what about hypocrites and idolaters, meaning uh, those that pretend to be righteous, but still worshiping idols of this word? That's also addressed in Isaiah, the 10th chapter. Starting at verse 8, for he says, 
are not my princes altogether. Kings is not Kamo like Kashemish, is not Hamath like Hapad, is not Samaria like Damascus. Most of these places are the Gentile places in the Middle East where they are committed to um, small gods, okay, like uh, Jamosh, those kind of gods. Uh, so, Baal, those are wicked gods, small gods, G, small G. So, as my hand has found the kingdom of idols, right, whose carved images excel those of Jerusalem and Samara, as I have done to Samara and her idols, shall I not do also to Jerusalem and her idols? So, what does that mean? That means that, you know, the father... The Lord of hosts, he looks around and when it's time for the execution of his judgment, he's saying, hey, whatever I did to the other unrighteous uh, Gentiles and, you know, and fallen angel seed and serpent seed and all of that, whatever I've done to them, I'm going to do the same thing to my own children who are really not righteous. So this is the moment in our walk with the Lord that we need to assess how we are living. Are we living holy and righteous before the Lord? It's not enough to go to church and to be members of the church, but your heart needs to be changed and transformed. Uh, you should not be doing the same thing you were doing 15 years ago. There really must be, you cannot live together and not be married and justify that and say, oh, we are common, common something. I mean, no, 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 you must do things the way how the Lord himself has uh, said we must do it. Now, is there a deliverer over in Isaiah, the 11th chapter? Uh, it says, there shall come forth a rod from the stem of Jesse. And a branch shall grow out of his roots. The spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. The spirit of wisdom, understanding, counsel, might, knowledge, and of the fear of the Lord. His delight is in the fear of the Lord. He shall not judge by the sight of his eyes, nor decide by the hearing of his ear, but with righteousness he shall judge the poor. So that's our deliverer. Okay, and decide with equity for the meek of the earth. He shall strike the earth with the rod of his mouth and with his breath of his lips. He shall slay the wicked. Righteousness shall be the belt of his loins and faithfulness, the belt of his waist. Now, you'll know when the deliverer is on the planet because the wolf shall dwell with the lamb and the leopard shall lie down with the young goat and the calf and the young lion and the fatling together and a little child shall lead them. The cow and bear shall graze together. Their young ones shall lie down together. The lion shall eat straw like the ox. That's when you know that our real deliverer, the true deliverer, the king of kings, the king of peace, the Lord of Lords, that's when you'll know he is here. When the nursing child shall play by the cobra's hole and uh, a viper shall not bite a winged child and shall not hurt nor destroy and God's holy mountain for the earth 
shall be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. So when will we have the deliverer? When we see these kinds of things happening on the earth, then we know that our deliverer is physically also here on the earth. Right now, though, <laughs> we we have the deliverer. And uh, at this point, you know, Jesus left. And over there in John, I believe, 14, 15, he says about how it, it was expedient for him to leave so that um, he could send the other comforter. And uh, he did do that. And I believe he sent, uh, he even says it. See here, here it is, John the 15th. I'm doing the Bible today. So John, the 15th chapter. And it says, um, where is it? Where he tells us that he, he it's expedient that he leaves and that the Holy Spirit, that he prayed the Father, that he would send uh, the Holy Spirit. So, all right. But anyway, the point is this, that he has left the helper, the paraclete. He has left the Holy Ghost here with you and I. So the the peace that the world will experience now, it will be the peace that... um the Holy Spirit has placed inside of each one of us. And so as we are activated, yeah, I, I see it right here. It is uh, John, the 14th chapter, verse number 26. It says, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you and I all things and bring to our remembrance, our remembrance, all things that Jesus said uh, to the disciples and peace I leave with you. See, he's the he's the prince and the king of peace. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you. So therefore, he's saying, let not your heart be troubled. So as we watch all of this that's going on in the world today, all the crime and the violence and the lack of love. He says, let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. You have heard me say to you, I am going away and coming back to you. If you love me, you would rejoice because I said, I'm going to the Father. For my Father is greater than I. And I was... Um, understanding that if we have Jesus inside of us or if we have now he's left with us, the Holy Spirit, that's the peace right now that the world is going to experience. And that's the peace that is within us. Um, Isaiah lets us know that we have the deliverer. You know, he spoke it in the ninth chapter and he spoke it again in the 11th chapter and and in the 12th chapter, uh, we give praise to the Lord because though God was angry with us, right? His anger is turned away and he comforted us. Behold, God is our salvation. So we will trust and we will not be afraid. Uh, for Yah, the Lord, is our strength and song. He has also become our salvation. So we must praise the Lord 
call upon his name, declare his deeds among the people, make mention that his name is exalted, sing to the Lord, for he has done excellent things that is known in all the earth. That's that's part of why we're here, because we're proclaiming the deliverance. We're proclaiming the praises of the Lord. Amen. Because there is a day coming uh, of chaos, you know, of God's wrath. And, and our assignment is to preach the gospel of peace and let let the lost know that there is hope, amen, <laughs> that there is freedom, that uh, that there is, in fact, a deliverer that God himself sent down, amen. And I'm just going to talk briefly about the day of the Lord that Isaiah prophesied in the 13th chapter, starting at the sixth verse. He says, well, for the day of the Lord is at hand. It will come as destruction from the Almighty, and therefore all hands will be limp. Every man's heart will melt. They will be afraid. So the day of the Lord is coming. Pains and sorrow uh, will take hold of mankind, and all will be in pain as a woman in childbirth, and and, and they will be amazed uh, uh, at one another. Their faces will be like flames. Behold, the day of the Lord comes cruel with both wrath and fierce anger to lay the land desolate. He will destroy sinners from the earth and even the stars of heaven and their constellation will not give their light. The sun will be darkened and the moon will not let its light shine and God will punish this world for its evil. So that day is coming. And um, we are on earth believers to give hope to the lost. Amen. Uh, the light that's in us through the power of the Holy Spirit shining through us, communicating to evil to repent. Why? Because the day of the Lord is coming. That's why. And God's going to halt the arrogance of the proud and lay low the haltiness of the terrible. And he's He's going to make it where a mortal, a human being would be rare. That's what it says here. I will make a mortal more rare than fine gold. So the day of the Lord will destroy mankind utterly. Won't be too much left. Therefore, I will shake the heavens. The earth will move out of her place. In the wrath of the Lord of hosts and in the day of his fierce anger. So there's a lot of destruction that is coming. And some of it we can see today as uh, Russia is moving on Ukraine. How anyone that's captured fall by the sword. The children dashed to pieces. Houses plundered. Wives ravished. May not be precisely that. But we can see that destruction is among the people there. And yes, we are to pray because that's what we have, the power of prayer. And and there is mercy over in Isaiah, the 14th chapter, for the Lord will still have mercy, but who is he having mercy upon? It says upon Jacob and will still choose Israel and settle them in their own place and own land and strangers will be joined. They will cling to the house of Jacob. So that's letting us know that believers, 
God will have mercy upon us. Those that call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Amen. I, I It drew me over to um, mercy again in Isaiah, the 30th chapter, and starting at the 18th verse, well, even 15th verse, for thus says the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel, in returning and rest, you shall be saved. So God wants to save us. He wants to save not just Ukraine, but the entire world, even Russia. But we have to return back to the ways of the Lord. And quietness and confidence shall be your strength. But every time God is calling out for us, we are saying no. <laughs> you say no, we'll flee. We'll flee away from God. We'll flee on horses. We'll ride on swift horses. <laughs> uh, but God is saying no. Come back to me. Therefore, the Lord will wait, okay, that he may be gracious to us. Therefore, he will be exalted. He will have mercy on you and I. For why? The Lord is a God of justice. Blessed are all those who wait for him. So there is mercy, you know, but we have to wait. We have to come back to the Lord so he can be gracious, so he can hear I'll cry, and then he will answer our cry. This is all in Isaiah, the 30th chapter. And then, see, once you turn back to the Lord, then that adversity could be removed, and the water of affliction could be removed, okay? And you won't push away teachers of righteousness into corners anymore. You'll, you'll start to see them in the realm of the Spirit and understand that your salvation is based upon returning back to the Lord. You'll hear the word behind you and it'll say, this is the way, walk in it. See, so you'll be able to hear that. And whenever you turn to the right or whenever you turn to the left, you'll hear that word. And then you will no longer desire idols and images of gold and silver. You'll, you'll run away from them. You'll tell them to get away. Why? Because now you have turned back to the Lord and now you're able to receive mercy from God. Amen. Over in, I believe it's in first John. And before I even state that, you know, Nicodemus, I'm reminded of Nicodemus who came to Jesus by night. And uh, Jesus said, you must be born again, you know, because if you're not born again, you cannot even see the kingdom of God, let alone enter into the kingdom of God, away from all this judgment and wrath of the Lord. Amen. And over in First John, the fifth chapter says, Whosoever believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. The Christ means the anointed one of God. Okay. And everyone who loves God, who begot him, also loves him, Jesus, who is begotten of God. By this, we know that we love the children of God. When we love God and keep his commandments, you cannot partially keep God's commandment. You have to keep his commandment for this is the love of God that we keep his commandments and his commandments are not burdensome for whosoever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world. Our faith who is he who overcomes the world? 
He who believes that Jesus is the Son of God, this is he who came by water and blood. Jesus Christ, not only by water, but by water and blood. And it is the Spirit who bears witness, because why? The Spirit is truth. For there are three that bear witness in heaven, the Father, the Word, the Holy Spirit, and these three are one. So Jesus is currently in heaven. He is the Word that was made flesh. The Father and the Word are currently in heaven, but the Holy Spirit, He's here today. And I ask Holy Spirit to bless the Word that has gone forth. Father, I ask you for your grace and your mercy upon the nation of Ukraine and and all of Europe and this whole world, Lord God, upon America, who has spoken words, God, that in your ears it's words of rebellion against you. But God, I ask for your grace and I ask for your mercy, Lord God, even towards us, the small ones today. And Lord, that you let us get closer to the revelation of who Jesus is, God, because we have to receive him in our hearts in order for us to be translated, Lord God, into the kingdom of light, the kingdom of your dear son. Father, we thank you for today. We thank you that there is the capacity for us to escape to heaven. And as we leave the air, I just bless you and ask you to read the word of God, pray fast and seek his face while he can be found so that you and I can also be delivered in this time that we're living in. The day of wrath is fast approaching, but you need not worry, you need not be fearful because you have received Jesus in your heart. God bless you, be encouraged, and continue on living the life of victory. Amen. God bless. Bye-bye.